This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole is. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. Hey yo! Welcome back to the fucking Swerve Podcast. Did you just drop that? Did you just drop it? Hey yo! Thought I just heard there. Very yeah, nice. it's a new uh, new way to start the podcast, I suppose. But uh, here we go, high energy. Fuck yeah! Big, I mean, if you're a first time listener, energy. There you go. If you're a first time listener and you are wondering what the hell you've stumbled across, we're the Swerve Podcast, and we are three random guys on a mission to understand everything in the universe, one obscure topic at a time. So every week we pick a topic that the mainstream doesn't really know anything about, or we don't know anything about. We research it and then we discuss it on the fly here at the podcast. Also, envy words. Well, we do all. We are the so worst, fucking official. The worst subway ever. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Not subway. 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 Eat fresh. We have a Patreon, which you can be a part of. We have two tiers. We have our Ride the Wave tier, which is our $1 tier. This gets you exclusive, never-before-heard episodes, and it'll get you numerous shout-outs on the sort of podcast. And then we have our $3 tier. This is Slap That Ass tier. Every subscriber thus far has subscribed to Slap That Ass tier. So this is what that gets you. It'll get you, as well... The never-before-heard episodes, exclusive to our Patreons, it will get you numerous shoutouts on the Sword Podcast. And more importantly, it will get you early access to all of our main episodes and our post-swerves. This is three days and five days prior. You get all this on Sundays. So hell, you will have the scoop, the lowdown, the info on all your friends and family. So if you want to be the it guy, the guy who knows all his shit, if you want to be that guy who gets all that new, new first, this is how you do it. What if you're a female? Fuck. If you're a female, (laughs) it works for you too. (laughs) Female. You are a person. I mean, just kidding. (laughs) Who wants to be in the know, this is how you do it. It's through our Patreon. So please check us out. What if you're a gay frog? Link below. What do you hey, do? We accept gay frogs too. Cool. Six dollars yeah. for the gay frog. So, um, <laughs> but we do have a very unique, interesting component to this podcast, which is far different from any other podcast out there. It's like not different so at Dragon, all. <laughs> tell them about this new, riveting, life-altering second component of our podcast. Well, on top of uh, asking for money, we like to uh, end giving you. All the information in the world, of course. We like to drink while we do it. Yeah, we're innovators. 
Obviously. Clearly. <laughs> no one else drinks. Who else drinks? <laughs> Name one no person. One. Only us. A, here like, on there's the no podcast. AA or anything like that. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, so we like to drink. We like to dive into the booze a little bit while we do this. Um, gets the conversation um, a little more free spirited, I guess. Um, we also like to experiment different types of booze, beers, craft beers, wines, um, whatever. So if you guys ever have a recommendation, uh, a recipe for a cocktail, a shot, a craft, maybe you're a brewing company, fucking let us know on basically every social media platform. I won't yeah, literally them. all of them. We're on. I won't name them because I probably don't know them all. There's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, Reddit. We're everywhere. <laughs> Reach out. Everywhere. So yeah, should we do a little roundtable? What do we got? Yeah, so let's I, hop. Let's do a roundtable before we hop into the basics here. Yeah. So I started with a. Uh, I started with a rum and eggnog with you Ooh. know Christmas, but you know. Can't have too many of those because otherwise I'll be running to the bathroom here. So and now he's got a rum and coke on the go. Hey Dragon, nice. I heard a rumor that you're gonna take a shot. Oh yeah, that's true. What about that? Well, I asked you guys if I'm doing it, and you guys said no, so I don't have one. what. I can Who go said get no? One. You guys, I'm like, am I doing a shot? No, we did not. <laughs> no one said no. You said you, you got to do multiple. You're lying shots. to the listeners. You guys. That was never a discussion. Together. It was always a. No, no, well, no, you no. guys better bring me one then. <laughs> I think you should do a shot, even if it's a bottle. So damn it! Well, I don't have one. I gotta go run and get it. <laughs> nah, fuck it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Magnum, what are you drinking? So I have a black cherry white claw that I'm indulging in on this pod. Uh, nothing fancy, but it's uh, it's one of the good ones, you know. There's not a lot of flavors, and it's one of the good ones. Which one did Very you say, nice. sorry? Black Cherry. Black Cherry's the best. Yeah, Black Cherry's pretty good. Oh. Okay. All right. I Close have some uh, some shitty wine. I bought this wine. It was $40. It said 50% off. I was like, ooh, something new. I'm going to try this. I'm going to enjoy this. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was, 40, it was 50% off, and it was $40? No, it was $40, so it $50% off. Wine. I got it for $20. Okay, so it, you know it's like a it's a pretty good. You would expect it to I be thought, good. Yeah, so I I, I like my wine pretty price dry, point. dark, and I got a cab sauv, and it's not that good. I'm very disappointed. I should have stuck to Raven Conspiracy. Yeah, you should have stuck to Raven Conspiracy, official wine of the podcast. That it is, which we seldom shout out, but when we do, we fucking shout her out. Kaka. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you guys fucking made me feel like a huge pussy. So, Ooh. Captain Morgan's Punishment Shot 2.0. Sick. Very nice. Down, down the hatch. There we go. That's uh, For uh, listeners who don't know, we do Punishment Shots when uh, different tasks that we agreed we would do that are related to the podcast don't get done. And this is a Punishment Shot. Punishment shot. There you go. That's way worse than the fucking moonshine. I'll say that. What? Then you're never taking a moonshine punishment shot again because that's not punishment. Well, the the (laughs) cherry moonshine that we've already decided is not really a punishment shot. How is Captain Morgan's worse than moonshine? Have you not had the the cherry moonshine? Yeah, the cherry moonshine is amazing. 
I've never tried it. It's actually like Kool-Aid. Oh, you haven't tried it? No. Me and Magnum were drinking it on the ice one episode, man. Yeah, it was fine. (laughs) Yeah, I I have some moonshine here you guys should try. We should make that the punishment shot. Oh, my God. Yeah, we should. It's fucking awful. We should. It's probably paint thinner. Yeah, it's, it's, it's out there. It tastes so fucking gross. Anyways. All right. Yeah. I mean, we're uh, eight minutes deep and we should uh, get into this topic. So um, let's hop into the basics here. Denver fucking airport. I want to preface this. I didn't understand. uh, This is new to me. I didn't realize how much. uh, Likewise. How much, how much there is to this topic. I kind of thought it would be. You know, a little strange things here and there. I, I, to be honest, I before I heard about the Denver airport, I thought it was just an airport, but there's a lot more to it than that. And I mean, obviously, there's one of the conspiracy theories. I'm not going to say which one, but there's one of the theories that we're going to discuss, and I'm full board believer. I'm Fuck not going to yeah. say it yet. Ooh, I'm just going to we'll get to just, it. We'll get to it. I'm not going to just a little teaser. I'll do You're a, a believer before we even discussed it. Yeah, I just that, want, that's got to be pretty get, incredible. I want to get people hooked, line, and sink. <laughs> he, he's right a believer. Now. I'm a believer. Fucking rights. <laughs> hey, babe, <laughs> that's that's hey, can, Canada product. Yeah, fuck yeah. Get behind the old beeps. Canada. We take what we could get. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's, he's, he's uh, dated some pretty good looking women. So, I mean, I don't know. They're all good looking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. But anyways, there's one of the theories that we will discuss in this next hour or so, and I will, I'm full on believe that this is the excellent. Case. I'm uh I'm super stoked about that. But let's hop into the basics here. So, the Denver airport this opened in 1995, February 28th. So, yeah, there you go. So it there was a before it was like the Stapleton International Airport before, and I guess. They it wasn't big enough, basically. So they're like, hey, we need to open up a new one that can accommodate more people, has more runways, things like this. And they're like, well, let's just fucking do it. There is some conspiracy already related to that, uh, even in the basics here. Some people were saying I was finding on the Internet. They're like, oh, they didn't actually need a bigger one or something. I don't know if you guys came across this. I'm just going to assume they're like, fuck it. Why not? Why not build a better, bigger one, even if it's new? But there already was some pushback already. They're like, they didn't actually need one. I I don't think so because I'm not sure if you guys have been to the Denver airport, but it's a fucking monster. I've been there and it's a, I actually got, Oh wow. Really? I got lost in that airport, dude. So funny story. I was in high school and I was going to New York city with like a group of classmates. I had, to, so I had to take a shit when we got off the plane. I had to go to the bathroom. I, I had to go. And I didn't want to poop on the plane because I'm a bigger guy. And who wants to poop on? Like, it's terrible, right? So I waited. <laughs> we landed. And I don't wait for my coaches or teachers and chaperones to give us the whole spiel. I'm like, I'm going. I'm running to the bathroom. Uh-huh. So I run to the bathroom. I do my thing. And I come out and my... And I was there with like a group of like 50 people. We have like two sports teams. We were going to New York City to play in some tournaments. And anyways, I go to the lady from the gate that I got off. I'm like, where did the group of all the, like, you know, the team go? And she's like, oh, they all went to your gate to where they had to go. I'm like, okay, well, I gave her my ticket. And I was like, well, this is where I have to be. 
how do I get? She's like, you have to be on the other side of the airport in like five minutes. I'm how like, long was your shit? <laughs> had to go. But we had like a really small, like I missed like my coaches. I missed the speech. Like they did. I missed the, we have 15 minutes to get to our gate speech. So basically like get off the plane and we're running to our gate type. I missed the speech. Cause I was like, I'm oh, running to the bathroom. Shit. So I, yeah, shit. I had to shit. So exactly. So I ran to the fucking <laughs> bathroom and I came back and I was like, Oh my, like, well, I looked at her. I'm like, well, what do I do? Like, Oh my God. She's like, she's like, she's pointing me in a direction. She said, run that way. And she's like, run. Ugh. And I fucking sprinted. I made it. I'm huffing and puffing. But I made it. <laughs> I made it in flight. And my coach was like freaking out. I was like, where were you? I'm like, I had coach. I had to go to the bathroom. But long story short, this bathroom is fuck. Or this bathroom, this airport is monstrous. I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, Denver. Why Denver? Why does Denver have this huge airport? But it kind of makes sense after doing this podcast <laughs> or research for this podcast. Oh, insider take. Because uh-huh. it became, it's such an important hub, such a central hub in America. For all, um, it's also an underground base for the Illuminati. Yes. Oh, hypothetically. Which we'll get to. But yeah, those uh, underground tunnels would have came in handy when I was sprinting through when I was sprinting through the Denver airport trying to make my fucking flight. I made it. Pretty cool. I fucking made it. <laughs> the Denver Air- yeah. Airport actually went two billion over budget. Yeah, billion. we should say that. Two bill, two billion. So huge, I wanna, hugely I wanna, over budget. So the reason it was, or so because they, though, so there's that huge loss. So the reason they made this airport was because they had the the one in Stapleton, right? And then, yep. there was some sort of restrictions that the federal government had on air travel back then in like the seventies and stuff like that. Um, I don't know what exactly what that is. I did know there was a certain size of plane that required a certain length of runway that the Stapleton didn't have. So that was one of the reasons to build a new one is to get bigger runways. You could accommodate whatever the fucking plane is. I don't actually know what it was. Airport itself. The Stapleton airport was too small. Although when the Denver airport opened up, it was actually smaller than the Stapleton one which is kind of funny. That's what I'm saying. That's what the conspiracy theorists, that's, kind of that's the where point. that angle comes in. But, um, oh shit, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what are we talking Why about? Why they were building it. Oh, so the construct, yeah, the construction costs, sorry. Um, so because they opened it up and they wanted all the other airlines to be a part of it, they actually handed out, in their contracts, they gave them the freedom to really pick and choose and and stuff like that about on their gates and gave these other airlines like delta airlines and all that stuff huge say on massive parts of the project and it it led to delays like huge delays because it was two years behind schedule and uh 16 months so so close and and yeah almost double the estimated the original estimated cost yeah it was quite but, Quite an overspend. But, but I've worked on mega projects as a construction worker before, like mega four hundred million, not quite two billion dollar projects, but big, big projects like that. And when you give the leeway you do to pe- like clients like that, you're always because they, you know, it's like dumb things. It's like, oh well, I don't like these lights. You gotta change it all. 
Yeah. <laughs> and like they just think, oh, just change the lights. What's the big deal? But, you know, you got to fucking drift down the drywall and re put them in the new spot or whatever, right? Something dumb. And it just like completely it just compounds over time. And it slows and manpower is always the biggest expense on a on a construction site, always without fail. So, well, maybe not in the states. Up here in Canada, it's always, you know, cuz you're paying guys $40 an hour, right? All these trades to to do it overtime too sometimes. Overtime, yeah, time and a half. I I don't know. I know in the states they just hire the they go to Home Depot and get the guys the Mexican <laughs> hanging around the corner. I knew you were going there. Oh, I, I, Dude, you I hear, you wouldn't go there, but you did. You want to hear a crazy story? This is a secondhand story, but a guy I used to work with, a foreman, he's actually retired. Well, this whole topic is a secondhand story, so I think True. we're okay. So he went down to – actually, he this is in Colorado. Maybe he's old enough. Maybe he was on the Denver airport. I don't know. But he was telling me that – they no, it wasn't. It was a Costco. They built the Costco in Denver because the. Anyways, so they were pouring concrete. It was in Colorado. The story is so kind of funny that we're talking about it. And what he was telling me was older guy. This was in like the, whatever time where it was. He was the foreman on this site, and they're pouring concrete. And for people who don't know about construction and pouring concrete, it's one of those things. Like once you start you have to finish. Like you can't just pour it and be like, ah, yeah, finish it tomorrow. Right. Like poor days yeah. are always a really big deal. So anyways, they have a, a crew of, Me- of Mexicans, right. And they're doing their thing. Mexican people are actually awesome at flat work. They've, they're really good at it. I'm not trying to stereotype. It's just <laughs> I'm really not. They're really, for some reason, they're just, <laughs> maybe they just do it. I don't know. What the case oh, we picked them up at home Depot. Okay. So <laughs> my story is so, he, you know, he's running the pour and, you know, he's doing his foreman, you know, he's doing his job and he gets a tip that what's the border control ice. Yeah. Ice. That's what that yeah. ice is coming and you have to announce it to the crew. And he's like, what? And like it worked. He's Canadian, right? He's Canadian. Guy. He's like, he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why do I have to do that? It's like, you got to announce it or you're not going to finish this pour. So he's like, Hey everyone, like ice is coming and or whatever border can and his whole crew dropped everything gone they all left and in a matter of like 30 minutes he was telling me that they had another crew of uh, of guys with like legal paperwork documents and they just picked up and started going just grabbed the trowels and the and whatever <laughs> and, they just, and they just picked up where everyone else left off and away they went that's crazy yeah i was like what that's the weird i'm like what the fuck so yeah. Anyways, like I'm not trying to be racist. It's just I think that happens down there. I think it still happens because America is such a cash society um, that I think they get away with it more. And there's more people and stuff like that. But um, not that I know. I, I'm not trying to stereotype or anything. But so yeah, my point was when you give the leeway to these companies, it's going to add up to extras and changes and it's just going to compound and your project is going to be delayed it's going to be more money two billion dollars that might be a stretch though (laughs) yeah it is a lot but i mean um it does have a very unique architecture so the 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 fuck that the airport it has these like teflon coated fiberglass roofs that are meant to 
yeah, they're meant to resemble the Rocky Mountains. It's Colorado, but they also simultaneously are meant to represent Native American teepees, which were located across the Great Plains of Colorado. So it's kind of both, um, you know, resembling these snow-capped mountains type thing in history of Colorado. Yeah, and, but, and if anyone, for everyone who doesn't know, Colorado and Denver is by the Rocky Mountains and all that good stuff. They're pretty subjected to some nastier temperatures at times as well. Yeah, well, that's what's interesting too because this Teflon-coated fiberglass, it's kind of like a fabric. So like the whole roof is a fabric and I guess there's been complications when there's heavy snowfall having it like rip. Um, but you know, the Rocky Mountains, it's uh, it's going to happen. <laughs> well, it's just interesting like structurally uh, whoever designed this piece of architecture, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the wisest or most wise thing to do. I don't know. That's just what I came across in some of my research. But speaking of, while well, we're still in the basics here, largest airport in North America in terms of area. So it's I guess so, it's... It's so big. Yeah, it's thirty over thirty three thousand acres. It's so fifty two point four square miles, which is one hundred and thirty six kilometers squared, basically. Damn. So it's actually the second largest airport in the world, present day. What's the um, biggest? I forget what the biggest is called, but but it's not. Is it Frankfurt? Germany? I don't know. No, I don't think so. So it does have one runway which is the longest public use runway in North America and the seventh longest in the world. So it's 16,000 foot runway, which is about 4.88 kilometers. So it's quite, you know, it's got some size to it. It's got, it's well built. It has, it has what you need to run an airport. So 2020 update, the biggest airports, the biggest airport is the Beijing Daxing International Airport. Second is the King Fahd International Airport, which is in Saudi Arabia. And third is now Denver, Colorado. Well, there you go. Retract that. It's the third biggest. Who fucking the fuck knows? researcher, hey, Magnum? Come on. Well, at least I'm not fucking researching on the podcast. God damn it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up facts. <laughs> Doing it live. All right. We'll do it live. So actually, the Denver airport, it's the largest employer in Colorado. So they have 35,000 employees. So it's a massive piece of their economy. Um, and nearly $4 billion, like, it's I huge. assume so. But I mean, yeah. it, it's the biggest employer in Colorado, isn't it? The airport? Yeah, yeah that's just, what I just said. Yeah, I just said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> so, yeah, it is a, it's a really big place. And it's, it's uniquely placed, too. Because I think the Stapleton was more to, in the city. It was easier to get to. This one's kind of out side of the city which some conspiracy theorists they run with that and we'll get into that but it it, you know it has a nice view of the rocky mountains and this type of thing it's in a pretty i don't know what you would say it's in a nice aesthetic location just viewing wise well i mean it looks cool too as far as the convenient location like you can't put something that like you can't just completely like putting something like that in like your downtown core you'd completely have to like revamp everything. oh yeah no and the noise too it wouldn't it yeah, wouldn't be like it, it wouldn't be wise aren't all airports like on the outskirts of the town or the city most for the most part why would you want for the that most part. middle of your city 
Yeah, no, like I, it's, yeah. I've never never heard of any. I think LAX is pretty close to the city, isn't it? Or closer. I but don't know. I think even that's still in LA city. has such a like the sprawl is so big there, yeah. though. Like they're so spread out. But yeah, well, the, I'm just saying because the what was it the what was the old one called the spalling called what the fuck was it called Magnum the old Denver Airport the, oh the Stapleton Stapleton In, International Airport yeah yeah that was really convenient like that was like a you know mile drive or whatever it was super convenient and a lot of people didn't like the Denver Airport because it was going to be a 40 minute drive and or whatever and it's going to be a little bit more of a pain in the ass or something but yeah yeah so I mean fun fact while you brought up lax i think lax cost 600 million to construct whereas the denver airport like we just said it was nearly (laughs) two billion billion over budget so it was already but it's estimated it's estimated cost the original cost was like two bill and it went up to four it was three point something billion wasn't it at the end uh 4.8 4.8 billion so it was over four damn yeah uh, yeah, and that's yeah. 1995. So that's the equivalent, Wonder I think, to 8.1 bill today. At the based on what I came up. Expense too. All this was like the, the government money. The but, well, they had some private funders too, which we'll get into. But it was, yeah, no, it's a big thing. It's um, and it's it's uniquely situated. Like while we're still talking about the basics, I just wanted to tie it up a little bit. There's three different concourses, and each of those have a huge number of gates, which are obviously used to load the craft. So concourse A has 51 gates, um, and I guess it handles a lot of like the domestic air travel. But then concourse B has 70 gates, and it's funny because you were kind of saying like there was a uh, certain companies or certain airlines had a lot of say in things. Concourse B is basically solely operated by United Airlines. <laughs> okay. How much so, was the first Concourse A was 48 gates, you said? 51. 51 and the B other is 70. 70. And it's just funny to me because like United Airlines, I don't know, anytime there's an issue or anytime I see a video online, it's always shitting on United Airlines and like how shitty they are. And I just thought it was funny. They have like the mainstay at this major airport somehow. How many does uh, Concourse C have? What's that? One. How many does Concourse C have? How many gates? Concourse C has 29 gates. Um, and I guess, I mean, there's other airlines that work with that. Alaska Airlines, United as well, Spirit Airlines, things like this. But I just wanted to say this. They have these three main concourses as well. And... One of the terminals to Concourse A has this unique like pedestrian bridge that people like walk over, and I guess it's kind of cool because you can see stuff like driving underneath of you and stuff. I don't know if you saw that when you were there, uh, Dragon or not, but no, I was too busy sprinting to my game. Yeah, I guess. To really, uh, <laughs> to enjoy to enjoy enjoy the Denver airport, but uh... yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, I think this all brings us to the main part of the episode there's so many internet theorists that link the denver international airport to like a huge range of subjects ranging from aliens secret masonic plots nazis ancient indian burial grounds or burial grounds 
underground bases, killer haunted sculptures, and that's just a few. Demons, a ton. Artists, witchcraft, like it's it's insane. So, yeah. I think I'm just going to just go underground bases for the. That's where we're starting <laughs> for the global elite. Ding, ding, ding! That's the one I believe in for sure. Lock it in. All right. Yeah, that's where okay, I'm we'll, at. We'll lock right, it in. We'll start with that one then. Get yeah. Into okay. It. So the so. theory is that one, the reason why I was pushed so behind schedule, and why it's so over budget, and why the emphasis on these underground tunnels and stuff was built, was so it was going to be a bunker for the the elite, the you know the president, the you know the corporation owners. You know, United Airlines, Delta. You Who's know, the bunker in case of war or something like that. Yeah, in case of anything. A doomsday bunker. Okay. Doomsday bunker. And I and I honestly just think they probably just go and hang out like once a year there, just like that one party. <laughs> like they just go and like, yeah, let's let's at the taxpayers' expense, let's get this up to two bill. We'll drop the, like this additional two billion, and then also because when you have, like I was saying, when you have these companies with like final say on certain things like United airlines and Delta and all these things, you don't think that they got into the club. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they're just a part of it. Yeah. You know, like okay. the, the owner of United airlines, you don't think he's a part of the 1%, the globe. You don't think he's safe. That's why we got his own little room in the old Denver airport, the bunker. So I'm all about that one. That's that one happened. Well, I was already here first in the sort of podcast. Okay, let's hop into this a little bit. So, allegedly, tying into what you're just saying, the airport, it was built by Freemason elites that were involved in trying to establish a new world order. Does this make sense? Do we have to uh, unpack it a little bit? No, no, not the free. I'm not the, there's two, like, uh, not the Freemasons, just like the global elite. One. Yeah, and that people consider the Freemasons of the global elite. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So I guess, I mean, it's all over the place. So yeah, essentially I'm saying exactly what you were saying, but I'm just throwing in other words. Okay. Yeah. Well, sure. I'm sure they're in part of it too. Fuckers. So the new world order is the concept of these global elites. They could be Freemason elites. They could be Illuminati elites. It could be politicians. It could be it could be whatever you want it to be. Uh, famous public figures, CEOs, really whatever you want it to be, it can be that. But what we can refer to them as globalists, as Alex Jones does, just to fucking simplify shit. Yeah, just narrow it down. So, the New World Order is the idea of establishing, I don't know, some kind of social construction in which there is an elite ruling few that are, can rule over the, like, I don't know, the, the masses, just to put it bluntly yeah. and childishly, but that's, that's the best I can do right now. So the idea, so you might be like, okay, well, where's the evidence for this? Like, why, how does this tie into the Denver airport? And like, why would we even think this? Um, there is in the Denver airport, a weird plaque. It's like a concrete capstone. And it, it does state on it. It says, on March 1994, the New World Airport Commission and also the free the Freemasons contributed to the airport. And it does have the, the Freemason 
logo, logo. which is like right. the, the upside down compass and the rulers with the G. And, you know, so there is, it's yeah, like, sure. okay, why is that there? To add to that, on the same stone tablet, there are also the names of two grandmasters of the Freemasons. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, so it's it's what? it's very obvious that the Freemasons donated, uh, you know, in some capacity, they contributed to the financing of the airport. They donated so the, four bucks and then got the fucking taxpayers to pony up two <laughs> Yeah, the, the two granite tablets in question, too, that cover the time capsule that's hidden underneath were actually developed by the uh, Freemasons as well. Hmm. Yeah, so the stone cap, yeah, that's the other thing. It, it is... You guys um, going to add into my... Yeah, 100%. This is... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, just wait right. till you get it. There's more <laughs> in those tunnels. It's actually pretty cool. Well, it's we haven't gotten into tunnels yet. Right now, we're talking about the capstone. I thought we started which, the fucking tunnels. <laughs> Try all the fucking frogs, okay? I'll turn the frogs. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. I got to finish off this capstone. So you're t- okay, saying okay. that, yeah? There's this. So the thing, like I said, the New World Airport Commission is on this plaque concrete capstone. But if you, I did look into it, and apparently, there's no such commission that existed, at least that I could find. The for the. New World Airport Commission. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that I, was weird. I have research on that actually. Okay. Let's hear so, it. So well, there, there was a, uh, I don't have the researcher's name, but he's a uh, news journalist who went and interviewed one of the guides at the airport who's like one of the managers there. This guy informed him that during the time that this was created, um, there was supposed to be a comma after New World. So it was supposed to be in the new world, airport commission, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. But the comma's actually missing. So it ends up seeming like a separate entity called the New World Airport Commission. That's just what they that's want weird. you to believe, though. Yeah, that's, that's what they want you to believe. They gave. And of, like, the journalist pressed more on this. He's like, yeah, that's, that's all I have, really. He's like, it's still the same airport commission that exists everywhere except this was supposed to be a new, grander um, airport. So we're supposed to say new world, but the comma was never put into the, into the stone. I feel like that's something he would say, so he got invited to the bunker. Just so that, See, that person uh, who got interviewed has been working at that airport for four years upon the interview date, which was back in 2016, I believe. Yeah. Sure. I mean, okay, good evidence. Okay, good uh, little tangent. So yeah, nice while we're on <clears throat> while we're on this topic of the Freemason, the Freemasons, like I mean, this isn't a podcast on the Freemasons. We we could do an entire episode on that if we wanted Absolutely. to. But for the purposes of getting through the podcast, when we're talking about Freemasons, we're just going to equate them to globalist elites. They're because part of, yeah, they're part of the globalists. Those were the tangents I got. Like there was there is the freemasons the illuminati and then like global elites and they kind of all get lumped into one category yeah, and I, most what? of the conspiracy yeah most of the conspiracy theories that i was coming across they're like this is what's controlling this area so i'm just where's they're everything's synonymous um just to make sense of things okay so the freemasons they have what they refer to as the great hall which is a basic it's just referring to a hall that they meet at when they have their meetings um, you know, there's different lodges a lot of cities have, and they'll have, that's what they call, they have a hall that they meet at. Yep. But here's the thing, a portion of the airport um, where 
passengers are you know waiting to aboard planes things like this they also refer to that as the great hall and at the end of that great hall is where this masonic capstone is that we're talking about so this is kind of where the freemason shit ties in into the story of the denver airport at least what i could find it really ties down to the capstone um the symbology that's at the airport engraved on it as well as calling that hall um you know, you know, a Masonic term, basically. At least that's what I have for that. So, so, so it kind of makes sense. So, if this were to happen, so <clears throat> why the reason you're going to need a bunker is because of any sort of like nuclear war or whatever, right? Yeah, apocalypse, whatever. So, so with, for the United States, you know, Los Angeles on the west, New York City on the east that's going to be the main target. So Denver makes total sense. Like Colorado makes sense, right? Like there's also a, because it's central, it's central. So it's close. The mountains are there, little protection or whatever. I'm not sure how much protection they're going to give, but you know, it kind of makes sense. There's also that other military base already there. I can't remember what it is. There is, um, I believe there is NORAD is in the area in Colorado. That's right. And there's another one too that I I didn't write it down, so I don't know. Um, it's, some, it's I don't know if it's a military base or not, but it's something like that. There's something, yeah. I can't. Ah, shit. I'm kind of drawing a blank off the top of my head here, but <laughs> it's kind of funny. So there's some conspiracies that these two, the airport and these base. I think, yeah, NORAD. That sounds right. That they they built the underground tunnel and connected them with this base, and that part I don't believe because. They're like a hundred miles apart. So, they, yeah. so it's like it makes no sense. So like an engineer. So so I listened to a podcast, um, just a conspiracy theory podcast on this, and uh, they had a government engineer, and this sounded shady. Like, oh well, why would we do that? Because just the sheer cost alone is just ridiculous. I'm like, oh well, you know, about two billion dollars worth of that be cost to build a tunnel a hundred miles from base to base. But his yeah. theory, but the theory doesn't make sense because hundred miles. What's that? That's like a fucking three out. That's like that's, that's like one hundred sixty kilometers. It's quite far, yes. So that'd be like an hour and a half drive. <laughs> so you might as well just yeah. fly the goddamn planes to whatever base. Um. Anyways, I mean, it's warranted to mention, nonetheless. So, still, still, while we're on this like Nazi Illuminati headquarters underground base idea. <laughs> <laughs> there's the 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 over budget thing comes into play here like you were saying like maybe um maybe it was to build diff- like more underground facilities that we're unaware of that weren't talked about but maybe also that money came from these organizations like the freemasons or whatever the illuminati whoever wanted to get their hand in the pie that's another theory that's been floating around that i came across so that's kind of why it was over budget was to pay for these expensive underground I don't know, facilities. My understanding that it is that the bulk of the project came via the taxpayer is my understanding. Yeah, well, I mean, the Freemasons obviously contributed because they got a capstone out of it. And, like, they named the hall after it, things like this. Well, we know that the Freemasons contributed the the granite stone. That's old. No, that's not how that works usually. No, like I'm saying for a fact, we know that they contributed those two stones 
stone tablets. Like that was contributed by them, but they could or could not have also contributed. No, they definitely money. contributed money to the project. This is for sure. Yeah, but <laughs> they not, didn't just not, they didn't just give them a fucking stone capstone. That hasn't like, been corroborated though. Yes, I'm it saying. is. I'm telling you. I'm literally telling you. There's unless you what you're unless you're pushing back on me and saying what I came across is wrong, and that's fair enough. You can say that, but that's what I came across. That the Freemasons that they contributed money to the airport. Yes. Like I didn't come across that. I just came across they contributed stone tablets. And that the one one of the people on the stone tablets, one of the grand masters who was a Freemason, was actually the mayor at the time that this was commissioned. What? Oh, what? Yeah. That takes a whole new thing. Are you fucking kidding me? What's his yeah. name? What the fuck's his name? I'm drawing a blank. I'll find it. But There's I, no he, fucking he, way he was a Freemason. This like makes things even more crazy. Yeah. Uh, mayor Wellington Webb. He was there early nineties. He was the mayor. Yeah, so, so here's a quote by. Well, he was the second. He was the second mayor. The first mayor that initiated the project was Frederico Pena. Pena. And then. Yeah, that's 1989, and then two years after that, then you have Wellington Webb. Yeah, Mayor Wellington Webb is... So I have a quote here. Some of the hundreds of Masons on hand seem surprised to learn that Mayor Wellington Webb is Brother Webb, a reference to the then-mayor's membership in the organization. Yet there he stood in his white apron, traditional garb of Grand Lodge of Freemasons, wrote Mo Mohringer was the uh journalist cover so he was a freemason well i mean there that that adds another layer to the story i didn't even know that okay so the one of the so the mayor was a freemason and he contributed he inherited this mega project basically so he had a lot of say in the development of it interesting interesting the plot thickens his uh so his sneakers like Mayor Wellington Webb sneakers are actually in the capsule. His sneakers? Because yeah. his sneakers are famous for some reason, and they're they're in the capsule. The like, fuck? He's got like fucking Air Jordans on or something, yeah, like I a got, rare, like, a rare brand. That's inside the capsule. Can he dunk like Jordan? Like what the fuck? Yeah, what is he? Yeah, well, who wants the mayor's sneakers? Like, what's so famous about him? I don't know, but he he owns uh political political consulting firm now in denver and when this reporter reached out for an interview he refused to comment on anything uh, i must be a lizard person hmm. but it's from his first interesting of running for mayor is why the sneakers are significant okay so still on this uh i mean this is the majority of the conspiracies this underground base idea the initial construction of the buildings these buildings were built and they were completed and then they were just buried intact. So apparently the story was that they were, they said they were just built wrong. So they just decided to bury them. So there's some people that are alleging and I, I, I obviously there was things built that went underground, obviously if you're building a construction project, but people are kind of saying, no, this was actually like these secret facilities and they go up to eight stories underground. So this is some other another, allegations related to uh, the Denver airport. So another thing too, with this kind of the construction of it all, 
was the Stapleton Airport had 88 runways or something like that. Yeah, okay. I don't I don't remember, but whatever the number was, and the Denver Airport was supposed to have like 200 or whatever. When it opened. So, and then with I'm the, not sure if you get one. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought you were done. So with the delays and the delays and the you know, the over budgets and all that stuff, it became a So when it opened up when the Denver Airport opened up, it actually had less runways than the Stapleton Airport. So it kind of just led people to go, why the fuck did this cost $4 billion? This has, yeah. it's it's not as, it's not even as efficient in theory as, because they were led to believe that because of the growing demands of air travel, that they need this new airport. And yeah. it's going to be such a major hub. And it obviously is a major hub today. But, you know, at the time they're being led to believe we really need this airport. We really need to, you know, 200 tarmacs so we can open things up. We can, we can bring in all these extra flights, blah, blah, blah. Stapleton's not keeping up. And when it actually opened, it had less tarmacs available. Yeah. So that, that was, uh, adding to the credence values okay. for the conspiracy theory. Comes from. So why did this thing, you know, this $2 billion project became a four or $5 million billion dollar project. So like, and like two, bill this is the early 90s like what's that now that's like you know probably like three bill i guess with inflation (laughs) but you know what i mean like that's a lot of fucking money like that's a big deal yeah it is for sure so that's i mean that all adds to the conspiracy why is it so valuable when it didn't appear to be but here's some other facts uh well not facts but (laughs) theories i suppose uh, lending credence to this idea of this underground base bunker type thing. So the airport is surrounded by barbed wire guard fences, and this is true. But some people allege that the barbs point inwards instead of outwards, kind of implying that the Denver airport is meant to keep something in rather than keep something out. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I do have some comments on the tunnels and bunkers so the tunnels were actually open to public for three days only in which case after it shut down so when the denver airport opened it, it ran for a bit and then the trains and buses did not work for a total of three days and the underground tunnels which lead to these bunkers and lead all across the airport were actually opened up to public so people could tra- travel and get to their destination faster or their gate Now, it's said that the walls of the tunnels are decorated with gold murals. And these murals are supposed to, like, make other things look like like shit, basically. So, they use a direct reference to... um, What was his name? Oh, God. I'm going to lose this right now. Oh. So, this is, quote, uh, the artwork makes... Tenguma's beautiful murals pale by comparison. Who's? So you're saying that there's... So I have an entire component dedicated to the artwork. So what you're saying right now, oh, no, there's, no. So there's additional artwork, artwork underground? Yes, there's murals underground. That's different than the other murals? That are painted okay. in gold, in actual fucking gold. So there's some allegations that there's special or murals special unique on, on murals. Tunnels, yes. 
and these secret tunnels are confirmed because they were open to the public for three days when the trains and buses were not working in Denver. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I didn't come across that, but that's so okay. So there's some allegations that underground, there's some fancy rich shit. So is that where the $2 billion went? Dun dun. Maybe. I don't know. Perhaps. It went somewhere. So I do want to add, still going into this idea of the globalist Nazi type idea. Uh, this Okay, so this is true, but it's like half true. Open to interpretation. If you look at the Denver airport from an overhead view, you can actually make a swastika, uh, like no a Nazi way. swastika with the, with the runways. But it doesn't look like it's up. It's in the eye of the beholder if you consider it real or not. Well, it's one of those things you could probably that's there. make anything a swastika, like if you really wanted to. <laughs> I guess. Like. Yeah, it could be one of those things, but I wanted to throw that out there. I have one of those images in my uh, notes right now. So I mean, it's a shitty swastika, but yeah, it, it could be. That's what I'm saying. Swastika. So it's like it's like a half truth. <laughs> So the other thing too, there's a lot of weird, strange vents that dart out of the ground just in various areas of the property. So, I mean, that's evidence that there's a big ventilation system deep underground. So it's kind of adding to the idea that there's these underground facilities, which there is like there's under, they have underground facilities there where they uh, used for like baggage transport, things like this, even just like, like maintenance and things like that. So there are those, but people argue your, uh, your systems you need to to operate like your mechanical systems yeah pump, pump air through the size of this thing the power generators everything needed it's it'd be absurd yeah but i guess people are saying there's so many of these that there's it seems like there's more underground than there should be i guess that's the idea so i do have a, i have a point i want to make here we didn't i we, i wanted to bring this up in the basics but i i i'll bring it up now originally when they were designing the Denver airport, they wanted to have this state-of-the-art automated underground baggage system. So when they were building things, that was kind of the idea. They wanted to have this like automated system that would be more efficient, but it, it failed and it was fucked and it caused a lot of pro- problems. So they retired it in 2005. So, okay. Yeah. Cause that was the so, big deal. Yeah. So what I'm saying is there's a lot of, tunnels that there's literally a lot of tunnels underground and what they're just not being there maybe they are using them now i don't know i don't work there but there is a lot of tunnels built for this that aren't being used for that so some of the theorists are thinking like that was all just like a ruse and you know there's actually these tunnels are meant for something else which we'll keep in mind for a moment because it'll come up later so that fancy baggage system that you're talking about it was pretty so that was a huge deal they they sold everyone on this is going to be you know the next big deal in air travel efficiency blah 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 and i guess yeah. they um they invited the media cuz they got this you know it's all operating it's ready to go and these machines are just launching air <laughs> like baggage <laughs> into the air and like completely wrong and that's just like whatever got there. It's just like catapulting people's suitcases into the, <laughs> into the tarmac. They just really. like, it was completely not calibrated at all. It's completely failed. And like, they invited like the media and all that stuff. And just a huge, it's just fail. a disaster. Just no one tested it beforehand. 
So yeah, we'll, we'll wing it. Yeah. Fuck sakes. Well, that's, I mean, when you use taxpayer dollars, that's what fucking happens. It gets fucking wasted and inefficiency and bullshit. But there you go. That's for another topic. What was that? Administrators. Yeah, administrators. <laughs> Motherfuckers. For those of you who don't know, the Swerve podcast is strictly against administrators, apparently. Or at least uh, two-thirds of the podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, did you, did okay. Me in that two-thirds? Yeah. That's so you me, and Magnum. Me and Magnum? Yeah. Yeah. I'm all deaf. <laughs> did you include me? Because if you didn't, I fucking hate those guys. <laughs> three out of three if you didn't include me, fuckers. Man, I'm telling you. All right. So uh, here's another fun fact tying into this theory that we're talking about. So Colorado is the only state in the U.S., that has an all-seeing Illuminati eye in its state seal. So it also has what's called a fascio, which is a symbol um, that's associated with authoritarianism. So some people believe that Colorado State itself is like an Illuminati thing, and that's why the Denver airport was built there and why it was why the budget was so high because it was actually, you know, a front for these underground bases yeah. that were that we were discussing. They do That's have what some people lodge say in Denver. And it's pretty big. It's like a a grand yeah. lodge. Okay. I yeah, see I don't know like I didn't this wasn't a Freemason podcast, so I don't actually know much about anything. I mean, it's possible they have huge lodges everywhere. I mean, I've seen these lodges in cities and stuff, so I don't know, but I mean, it, it's interesting to think about. Uh, that's that's what the allegations are as far as it comes to like a globalist Illuminati Nazi headquarters. All the points we're talking about go kind of tie into that. But I do have some other things that I want to bring up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's other stuff to talk about for sure. So another theory is that it's just simply like a secret government weapons base. And it's like a ruse for that. So in 2007, there was 14 commercial aircrafts that were reported to have their windshields spontaneously crack or shatter. Like they all just like a bunch of, just picture like a bunch of windows just like cracking or breaking suddenly out of nowhere. So there's, there's theorists that claim this was electromagnetic pulses that the government was developing at the Denver airport that just went awry and like fucked some shit up. Hmm. Which is interesting. I don't know. How do you explain that? All of these I mean, random like, cracked windows at the same time. I can't explain it. I don't know. I'm going to spitball here and you guys can shoot this terrible th- thought process down really quick because I'm sure it's wrong. But like, Maybe like the altitude with Denver just being like, oh, I guess everything has. It's high an altitude, altitude problem. Is that actually? Well, but I mean, I guess you're flying. No, I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm just. Yeah. I'm riffing. I'm riffing. Altitude problem. I'm just trying to. Yeah, think. I was gonna say like you're you're already gonna be like forty thousand feet in the air. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, does it? Okay, yeah, scratch that. You're already flying. Why would that matter? Okay. Um, like I I don't know. I'm just trying to think like the mountains or something. Like, is there some sort of way that that would I'm spitballing here, boys. I'm just trying to... Dark magic? 
that I've heard of. I don't know. Sometimes I, ever. Really I mean, as electromagnetic pulses, that seems to be the most, <laughs> the most likely. Yeah. That's clearly the so, most likely I one. I think the consensus can, can be agreed that most people are, yeah, most people think that there is some sort of bunkers underneath or control sites for FEMA or some bases for some sort of military operations underneath the airport. Yeah. Which one's that again? Yeah, define FEMA. FEMA. That's the... um, Because I don't actually know what it is. I heard it, though. I I heard heard about it. Yeah, I can't remember. FEMA is a federal emergency management agency for the United States government. Magic agency? The Federal (laughs) Emergency Management Agency. So this is like your... uh, Homeland oh. Security stuff. Man, oh, they're probably a bunch of administrators. Like the president's oh, goodness. Homeland Security. Okay. Oh, FEMA. So I have a couple more points here. So according to the, the Denver International Airport website, the fueling system is capable of pumping 1,000 gallons of jet fuel per minute through a 28-mile network of pipes. So each of the six fuel farm tanks, they hold uh, 65,000 barrels. So that's 2.73 million gallons of jet fuel. And I mean, people say, like theorists again, they're like, that's a lot of fuel for a commercial airport. Um, In fact, it's 40% more than the the larger King Fod International Airport that you brought up. I guess that's the second biggest now, not the biggest. That's a Saudi Arabia. So the Denver airport has 40% more fuel storage than they do. So theorists are like, why do they have all this fuel? Um, maybe that extra fuel is used for like weapons purposes or like a military purpose. And it's an underground secret thing. So that was another thing I wanted to bring up. I feel like anything fuel related compared to Saudi Arabia is, is just not a fair comparison because don't they just like, go to the backyard and just like scoop oil out of the ground and it's no. like there. Like it's so, <laughs> no, it's so easily. So I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking. That's a good point. Good point. I'm just thinking for this major hub, the biggest hub in American air travel, the Denver airport, they just go, we have to make sure we have tons because they do things. Well, Legit, but what you're referring to is oil, which is crude. It hasn't been refined into gas. And this is jet fuel, which has been refined several times. Yeah, but you have, yeah, but I'm sure that Saudi Arabia gets their jet fuel cheaper than the United States. Yeah, that's to Dragon's point is they don't need uh, huge fuel reserves because they can just, they can just get it quicker. That like the, the supply chain is probably just easier to get. And Denver has more where it's a smaller airport. But I'm just saying that they probably have it on. Yeah, they can just get it easier because or have the ability to store more because if it's cheap, they're just going to load up and then or whatever. Right. That's what I'm thinking. That's my thought process on that. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So I have another thing. This is kind of uh, I found the there's an idea that the Denver airport is reinforcing the space is fake idea. I don't know if you guys came across this. It was a little bit. This is a little bit of a reach, but I'm gonna. I'll drop it out as a little nugget. Wait, we did an episode um, on that. And we did an episode on space is fake. This is true. What episode number. Ah, uh, I don't know. Uh, twenty. 
24 is what I'll say. I'm probably wrong. I will Pretty look sure. it up. I think Space. it is 24. Haha. <laughs> Space is fake, motherfuckers. <laughs> so this the airport features a bronze statue of a Denver a Denver native named uh Jack Swigert in Concourse B. Named Baron so, Trump. so swigert he flew on apollo 13 as a command module pilot and you know he he later he was he did some politics things stuff like this but basically he's he's in this statue and the statue is an a7l pressure suit and he's holding a gold-plated helmet so he's in his like space suit basically and that's what the statue is and some of the conspiracy theories i came across were kind of like the reason they have this guy in the spacesuit there is to <laughs> to reinforce the idea that space is fake, and that's what I have. That's what it is, and there, I, that's, that's literally I watched. And a half. I saw a fucking video on it, man, and that's what it was. They're like, it's it's kind of like putting it into the in the public's face, like, oh, you think space is real? Like, ha ha ha. We know better. Here's our fake statue. It's fake. At the Denver airport. At the Denver airport. So that one's a little bit of a stretch, obviously, but, you know, I'm reporting what I found. Okay. So we still have to talk about... Did you see if it was episode 24? Oh, I, I can't see it. Our, God damn it. The episodes I have listed to me start at 29. Okay, so I want to talk about the artwork. Because this is, like, the craziest shit, at least, other than the bunker stuff, the artwork at the Denver airport is insane. So the, the murals, the, 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 the statues, they have these ambiguous meanings. They depict scenes. You know, we have anything from like caged animals, fires, people suffering, a fucking Nazi soldier with a fucking machete and a gas mask. They, I know they, I don't have a ton on the artwork. I do know that they drew a lot of criticism for it because like by the public because it was why do we it's just supposed to be an airport why do we have so much extra yeah. money put into this artwork and all this stuff and the again it just links back to the globalist need night well artwork. yeah I'm the idea you, is that the the artwork depicts the new world order like a global genocide the ruling elites things like this yeah. and I, I we'll get into it right now when i describe Episode on question is fake is number 25. You were Fuck. wrong. Fuck. Fuck. Ah. That's a shot. That's my shot. That's when I fuck up. I can't, I can't remember every episode and when they were. You made me look it up. That's a shot. <laughs> no, you said you were going to look it up and you just never did. So I just brought it up. Yeah, you should take a shot for your fucking... Oh, fuck yeah, downstairs, though. Take a shot. Returning the frogs. <laughs> Returning the frogs, gay. Ah, Jesus Christ. Oh, nice. He's actually doing it. Beauty. Now, I was just fucking with you. It is 24. Are you serious? <laughs> I was fucking right. No, I'm just kidding. No, you weren't. It was 25. What was it? It was 25. <laughs> okay, so I need to talk about the murals because the murals are the craziest shit. One of the craziest parts of this. So. There is one mural where it's a painting of American 
like Americans and other countries. So you have people kind of dressed in cultural specific clothing. So like you can clearly see there's like a bunch of different people with the Americans and it's, it shows them handing over weapons. Uh, They're like little like knife things. Yeah. Swords and stuff. Yeah. So the conspiracy theorists, they allege that this is a depiction of the global population handing over their defenses to the new world order. Yeah. So it's kind of like, here's our shit. You can take it. We'll be the the controlled masses. In the bottom bottom right corner of the mural it says war, violence, and hate. So I've heard for some of these murals, and I, I know you're going to get into it a bit more, but I heard, I don't know if there's any truth to this, but I heard that there's been some compl- complaints about the murals just kind of being a little, you know, offensive or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like nail on the head. That's that's exactly what happened. I, I do have that in my my research as well. Several people complained, and like it was even in the news that they were posting ads like complaining about it and stuff. And they're just like, "Yeah, no, it's not going to be removed. It stays." We're the one yeah, percent. What are you going to do? Like get rid of us? Like do you want, do you want to work, or do you, <laughs> or does the mural stay? Uh well yeah I guess yeah for a fucking dog shit company you. um but anyways for United Airlines the the gas mat <laughs> there's a mural of a gas masked Nazi soldier holding an assault rifle and a sword and he's shown killing the peace dove and has a long trail of dead bodies following behind him this is literally like a 28 foot mural at the Denver airport that's literally a fucking mural there is this soldier killing a peace dove with a trail of dead bodies behind him i do have a tidbit of information if you guys are interested yeah let's hear Did it. you guys know that the art was commissioned by a nun the no nun i didn't know it was commissioned by a nun sister pena i think i heard that yeah who was an artist and who was hired by the denver airport who to actually commission these murals. So she's the one who actually helped paint them and who picked them. You're talking about a nun? Yeah. Sister Pena was the nun who was commissioned to overlook and help in the drawing and facilitating of the murals throughout the Denver airport. Interesting. So she's an Illuminati spy. Yeah, so... One of the person, one of the people that they were initially looking at was Leo Tanguma, who is a famous uh, mural artist, and she, Sister Pena, knew him personally, and she could have gotten him to work on it, but they said no, and they wanted her, so they had no. He he painted them. These are his paintings. No, I, I have this. She was overlooking all the paintings. He painted them though. That Tem, that that name you just said. He's the he's the, the guy that painted Tem- them. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, maybe I have my shit wrong then. Yeah. Maybe uh, I took yeah. down. Fuck! I should have just read off. She might have. I took down she, notes and I regret it now. <laughs> she might have been the. Yeah, it's a shot. <laughs> it's a shot. Take a shot. I'll uh, I'll grab my shot later. Yeah, she might have been the one that uh, was the contact to find him or something. But okay. like he painted them. So she could have been the one who hired Tanguma. Okay. Maybe. Okay, so I just want to finish off That's talking about... Up though, right? A nun hiring someone to draw those those types of murals then, depicting death and 
fascism and fucking demons. It is it is weird. But if it but I could see it because if it preaches or if it shows like the power of like the Catholic Church or whatever, not I'm not saying these murals do, but you know, it could be like, hey, like, look at. But there's no religious symbols in any of them other, other than the peace doves. Came over. Or like white doves. Well, like I said, so I don't know. So we're saying the Catholic the Church is behind all of this? I don't know if she was to, Catholic. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing shit I, I don't want to jump that far. <laughs> no, I don't want to jump that far either. Okay. So one of these paintings, uh, one of these murals, it also depicts paintings of dead girls in caskets. That are di- and also dying third world populations. That's fucked up. Yeah, allegedly these represent the death of like black people, Jews, Christians, Native Americans. So that's what a conspiracy theorist would say. They're like, this is kind of like, like the you know the supreme fascist Nazi angle of the the painting and. These are on there. Like, there's actually paintings of dead girls in caskets. Specifically, one of the dead girls is holding the Bible. So people say that represents the death of Christianity um, or of the New World Order killing, you know, genociding or or killing these types of things. She is Catholic. Oh, interesting. Hot take. Um. Man, I'm really feeling like my one trip to the Denver airport was wasted on me pooping. <laughs> yes. Breaking down the terminal trying to f- catch my flight because there is so much shit. Yeah. That, uh, is there a conspiracy behind the whores too? Oh, yeah. I, I will get into that. I, I want to finish these murals though. The They also depict like rare species that are protected in sealed containers so it's kind of alleging that the New World Order is going to safeguard certain rare things and destroy everything else. At least that's what theorists say. Also, the Mayan symbol for 2012 is depicted. It's kind of alluding to the end of the world, you know, apocalypse, apoc- apocalyptic ideas. And that, that kind of ties into like why there would be an underground bunker that you could like hide in, things like this. Another weird one is the AUAG symbols that are written. And allegedly, these stand for Australian antigen, which is a toxin that the globalists will use for their genocide. And actually, the Australian antigen is a part of, uh, it's a protein found on the surface of uh, the hepatitis B virus. It's a real thing. So nothing, what you're saying is, if if these murals are accurate, COVID-19 is nothing. It's shit. This is not going to be it. Yeah, Exactly. Yes. So when are we meeting up, boys? (laughs) (laughs) We're safe. So the fucking, uh, the other thing too, uh, I'm just going to, there's weird like alien language, a conspiracy theorist would say, depicted around different places. So for instance, there's like, it says, dzit, dit, gah. Those are like Hmm. alien languages depicted on things. So there's this tie-in, to like globalists, to underground stuff, to the new world order, to these murals kind of depicting what the globalists will do, kind of like showing their plan in like mural form, you know, and it ties into like the alien rep- 
reptilian type idea as well with these weird the reptile people. Yeah. Okay. So I do want to talk about that second mural that's a continuation of the first because it ties into the 9-11 attack as well. Oh, shit. Okay. But I don't know if you want to wait till we go into debunking or... Oh, let's wait. Okay. We can talk about the, the blue horse, the blue... The blue... Okay, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so <laughs> the murals are fucked up, but there's another fucked up thing. And actually, this one to me is more fucked up. There's a possessed blue demon Mustang that killed its creator, literally, at the Denver airport. And by literally, Mustang, we are referring to a horse. Yes. Yeah, he, he, the butt got cut and then he got like. So. He got cut or whatever. Yeah. So there's, the, there's literally this huge statue. It's 32 feet tall. Mm-hmm. That's, that's 9.8 meters for uh, everyone else in the world that's not American. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's <laughs> are, are those other two third world pro- countries that just can't afford to get on the metric system? <laughs> There's three countries that still use the imperial system: United States and like two other. Countries. <laughs> I'm kidding. Everyone else uses the fucking metric. Okay, sorry. This is where, where my fucking notes about Pena tie in. So the person who inspired Alan's creation was Sister Lydia Pena who was an art and history PhD holder from a, from a college. And she was the one who came up with the idea of having the horse. So not came up with a demonic horse. So he banged her. And then in the pillow talk, came up with this horse. Yeah. And then Alan was the one who ended up creating it. No. What do you mean? No, <laughs> that's still wrong. That's, it's not that's wrong. Still shot. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, because this is directly from their fucking website now, and I'm reading it. Let's, so, okay, the blue Mustang was created by an El Paso-born artist named Luis Jimenez. Luis Jimenez. You mean yeah. Luis Jimenez? <laughs> you honestly changed, like, one syllable there. Pronunciation guy. <laughs> he said Jimenez as Jimenez. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But you're wrong about the facts. That's the creator. So he all over the place. He was one of the people working on it, but the piece was commissioned by by Pena and her committee. Sure, but the guys, the name you gave is is not right. What the fuck? Then why does it say on the website that it's like the one who may have inspired Alan's creation is Lydia Pena? Because that's what they want you to think. This is like directly <laughs> off of fucking their website. Like that's so crazy. They want you to think- Catholic Church is responsible for this, but really, it's the globals. It's the globalists <laughs> and the gay frogs. Okay, so okay, <laughs> style it back here. Back okay. to reality. So yeah, this blue Mustang. It's created by the, this El Paso-born artist Louis Jimenez, and it's one of the it's one of the earliest arts that were commissioned for the Denver International Airport in 1993. So people of Denver, they refer to this blue possessed demon Mustang as Blucifer. Combining the word blue and Lucifer, they call it Blucifer. Saying that it's the horse of one of it's the horse of one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yes. That ties into that as well. Now, can we discuss that and try and determine which horse it is? I don't know. Which I don't know enough about it. I don't know enough about it. So I know like, okay. 
Pestilence is supposed to be green. Famine. Okay. Famine is supposed to be on the black horse. Death is on the white horse. So that leaves uh what is it? What the fuck's the other one? Gluttony? No, Glut- you're thinking of the seven deadly sins, aren't you? No, no, it's the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Pretty sure gluttony. Okay. I don't I don't I've honestly never Yeah, I have no that. idea. Uh so it's a white horse. Oh, so war is the other one, sorry. So it's supposed to be white, red, black, and uh pale pale for plague. So plague, I guess it would be the blue one. The rider of plague. Black horse is famine. Red horse is war, and the white horse is death. Okay. And these horses the four horsemen. Yeah, dude, I have I can't discuss this because I don't know. Like, I just don't have any points to add. Okay. Well, the four horsemen of the apocalypse are figures in the Christian faith appearing in the New Testament final books. They are what brings about the end of the world. Right. They destroy everything, basically. Interesting. Okay, cool. So just the blue one. So that that would be the plague, pestilence. Was there a plague that hit Colorado? Well, is it the end of the world yet? 19. <laughs> I mean, if it's the end of the world, maybe. Maybe this horse will come to life and the rider of plague will mount it. I have no idea. Like, I don't I don't know. <laughs> We're throwing Magnum off his notes right now, too. It's I don't like, he's like twitching. He just like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't have anything to add to this. What is this? The frogs are gay. That's all we need to know. <laughs> Turn the freaking frogs gay. Okay. All right. Never mind. So, sorry for interruption. Keep going. No, Keep sorry. Going. So like the demonic horse, the Lucifer is supposed to be one of the horses of the apocalypse. Yeah. That's what people say, but I don't know which one it is. Cause apparently we just read it off. There's not a blue one. So yeah. I don't know. It's supposed to be pale and blue is closest to pale. Well, that's a, that's a stretch. I wouldn't agree with that. Well, it's not white, red, or black. I would agree that the blue is closer to black. In my opinion. Because it's a darker it's a darker color. Mm-hmm. Pale is supposed to be gray. It's pale, supposed to be gray. White isn't like a pale. Yeah, like I, I would say it's closer to that. And you could so even it has be... red eyes, so you could say it's closer to the red one too, if you just they go off the eye. Eyes. Okay. <laughs> no, but you said there's a red horse. <laughs> A red horse, yeah, for war. So maybe it could be that. It could be a mix. Yeah, it's a place. Or it's just its own thing. Lucifer. I don't fucking know. Anyways, so so Lucifer, uh, it actually so Luez Jimenez, he was actually killed. He was killed in two thousand six at the age of sixty five. Well, he was creating the sculpture. So the head fell off onto him and it severed an artery in his leg and he died <laughs> he fled to death so literally the horse killed him this literally happened he was killed by the horse okay so the thing is with this death um some people claim that it was part of a blood ritual So they're thinking, the thinking is that maybe the creation of this demonic statue 
who might have association with the four horsemen of of the apocalypse, maybe it had something to do with some kind of a blood ritual, like some kind of sacrifice or something. So that's that's another conspiracy orientated thought. I don't know though. Maybe the next time blood is spilt in front of the statue, it'll bring about the apocalypse. Hey, there's the thought. I don't know. But that's just that's 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 interesting. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, it's fucking nuts. Like you have this airport, these crazy fucking murals with like Nazi soldiers killing the bird of peace dead bodies and shit, and then you have this horse that literally killed its creator. Some weird shit going on. So there's also military applications um, <laughs> and allegations that it's a secret bunker for globalist elite reptiles. Ah, <laughs> fucking reptiles are back. That are a part of this. So some allege that it was just simply built... You know, it is an airport, but it also is to accommodate the military in case of a nuclear attack. So the, the, some of the thinking is some of the reason it has such an extensive underground system, things like this, is in the event of a nuclear attack, it could function as a base. You know, it could may, maybe... But they, already have a, but they already have a base there. Yeah, but say you need another base. Like, say one of your bases gets fucked. It could be another base if it needed to be. The- so that's another theory. Colorado base that exists, do they have bunkers already? I don't know. I don't know the details. I'm sure they do. uh, It's a Brad base in the mountains, as far as I know. I feel like they have, well, maybe not in the mountains, but yeah, it's. Okay. I I don't know. Like, I didn't buy it when I was reading it. I mean, to me, that's not too far fetched. Like, let's say there was like a huge war. And like a lot of shit got fucked up. Like you would use other facilities as like a backdrop, for sure. I know. My understanding with the base that got built there, the the NORAD base. I could be a little wrong on this, so maybe don't quote me here. But my understanding was, there's a lot of skepticism on it because it was post Cold War, and then pre. 9-11 so there's a lot of skepticism on why you need these military bases that could be yeah um, it, it got built kind of in this time of why do you need this type of thing um, maybe I'm thinking about this for something no that, that makes sense because I do have something about the murals that ties into the 9-11 attacks okay so I just wanted to say like there is that there's also the military theory that it's just like a backup and that's why it has all these other I don't know like these other various features that some people think is more conspiracy orientated but it could be a practical thing too that was just another theory but I have some employees that I was looking into that talk about experiencing weird shit at the Denver airport so I wanted to talk about their accounts quick before we get out of here into the so some employees they they talk about experiencing paranormal feelings as well while they're at the base uh this can include seeing like weird flickering lights or like a cold breeze suddenly they'll feel that one employee i found an account on the internet was saying one time the bathroom faucets he walked into an empty bathroom and all of the faucets went on at the exact same time and then stopped at the exact same time. 
So it's just like, oh my God, it's like, like Harry Potter and the fucking Chamber of Secrets number two, where they go into the bathroom and fucking Harry talks and parcel tongue or whatever. And then the full thing, that's how you get in to the base. <laughs> Envy knows what I'm talking about. And the whole thing moves, and then now you're in the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, my good. J.K. Rowling was on something. She's a little crazy. How too, does that so. tie into the the faucets turning on and off? In the movie, in Harry Potter, he goes to a, a faucet. He goes to the sink. Okay. And then he finds this fake. So, Parcel Talk. I think I'm saying that yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're Harry right. Potter nerds. That's, he's, he can t- that's the snake language in the wizardry world and he finds the snake symbol and then he speaks parcel tongue and then the faucet turns on does all this crazy stuff and now there's this big opening okay so you're thinking maybe maybe we got to speak parcel tongue and we can figure out what's going on at the denver airport so i've been teaching each other's parcel tongue this whole time interesting and that ties into the reptilian idea oh my mind blown Ties into the rep. Oh yes. my god! Yep. Layer man. Case- layers on top of layers on top. Of layers. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the onion. Layers. Just peel it back. It's just crazy. Yes. So additionally, people also report having feelings of vibrations or low frequency hums or pitches inside their head while they're at the Denver airport. So that, that kind of ties into some paranormal shit, but it also ties into those electromagnetic pulses we were talking about earlier, which might have cracked the, which people allege cracked the windshields of various crafts. Maybe okay. that, maybe these vibrations are coming from this, tying into that theory. Um, there's also a morgue at the airport, which isn't weird per se, but one of the employee accounts I was talking about, I, I found was saying, in two years of working there, they never saw anyone go in or out of that facility, so they were kind of weirded out by it. Um, there's also more weird art. Like, it's not just those murals and and things like this. There's, there's a train that uh, employees use to get around, and apparently when you're in the tunnels, there's artwork of, like, outstretched hands running along the tunnels and pickaxes that are like reaching at you. So, I mean, it's interesting. Like it's, there's, there's shit all over the place. Um, the other thing, this is kind of the weirder one. This is an employee account. So there's doors to nowhere at the Denver international airport. So when you're in these tunnels, the, the, the person was saying, just knowing the geography of the airport, there's doors and they shouldn't go anywhere. But there's a door there, and there's lots of doors like that, apparently. They're just kind of a door, and you don't know where it goes, and it doesn't make sense. Did they ever open the door? I guess they're locked. Huh. But that's another theory that there is these restricted areas, perhaps, that who knows what's going on. Um, I thought that was interesting as well. Did you come across the gargoyles they have? Yeah, that's a good... We should bring bring that up now. Yeah, there's these gargoyles. Um, they kind of brought those in though, in response to the public talking about conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like it wasn't there before. It was kind of like, oh, the public thinks we're a huge conspiracy. Let's run with it. And they put these gargoyles that like talk and it's like funny. The, uh, 
the main person at the at the airport was actually in, interviewed and asked why they brought in these gargoyles, and they said because they decided to run with the conspiracies to raise more awareness about the airport, they ended up actually bringing these gargoyles in, and people are like, "Aren't gargoyles demonic? Why would you have these here?" And this is quoted as they're replying that they said they're not demonic; they actually ward off spirits. They have gargoyles on the top of churches that will that ward off evil demonic spirits right i mean yeah no that's it they have like uh they ran with it whoever's in charge of their marketing is fucking smart take some fucking notes perhaps because he's he did they or he she they they just ran with it they have like a in october they have a conspiracy month where they'll have like conspiracy themed costume parties um they'll, they'll show like weird movies such as like close encounters of the third kind at the airport nice so they, they kind of ran with it and they also have like weird fucking ads like they have an ad where it's like literally a reptile <laughs> in a suit <laughs> and it's like that's the ad for the denver airport it's like oh come check out our amazing restaurants and stuff and it's just like you can check out the illuminati headquarters stuff like this and it's just like a reptile in a suit that's awesome so they kind of yeah they they took it and they ran with it and i think that's kind of funny Hiding in plain sight. I saw apparently uh, you can sometimes the staff will wear like a lizard suit and like run around. Oh, so like, that's and that, that's you know that's like probably during that costume event in October you'd see yeah. stuff like that. That's crazy. Fuck. So yeah, they just ran with it. Should we hop into this? Uh, I wanted we said a lot of shit. Like we've kind of been all over the place with this topic. But I do want to state some ground stuff to finish off before we get into the final thoughts. So these underground tunnels like, and these buildings, I don't think anybody's denying that they exist. But really, like most of the stuff I came to, like when I, I got to the brass tacks, they're just used to connect the underground train systems and routes they use to help deliver baggage. And like, you know, maintenance, things like this. It's, it's, you go down this tunnel to get to this generator or this power structure or whatever. That's kind of what it is. It didn't really seem too crazy to me when I looked closer to it. And I did see, they even gave tours of the facility and you can find these on YouTube. You know, it, it, it doesn't look like anything crazy to me when you get into the, I don't know, the more realistic outlooks that are out there. Um, a lot of people say like, you can't, you know, employees will refuse access. And if you ask them about the underground, they'll just refuse or they won't talk about it. That's just not, that's for sure. Not true because they give tours. Like you can go there and do that. So it's not like they're refusing anything. Uh, the other thing with the, remember I was talking about the barbed wire. So apparently all airports have barbed wire and that's by law. So it's not anything weird that an airport will have barbed wire around it. In the United States, they, that's like a thing that everything has. Um, so that probably was blown a little bit out of proportion. And here's the thing, the, the weird murals, because for me, it was the artwork that really stuck out to me with the Denver airport and how it tied to things. But they were made by this, by this artist, Leo Tanguma, who we, who we briefly mentioned. Yep. Um, not. He, he was actually one of several artists that was commissioned to paint it, but I guess he might have been the main guy. So one of the artworks is called The Children of the World Dream of Peace. So this is the one with the menacing, like, 
like Nazi soldier with the the sword and he's killing the bird of peace and he's got all these dead people around him. So Envy, maybe you want to talk about this. There's actually the second half. Yeah, so in the second half, um one of the people who actually brought to attention these let's say let's, let's call them issues was uh a person by the name of Dr. Where the fuck's my nose here? Okay, here we go. Dr. Leonard Horowitz, who brought up the issues, and this is three months, three months prior to the 9-11 attack. He's quoted as saying the following. A Nazi gas-masked alien generating a rainbow electromagnetic field with the swish of his Muslim saber Sticking the Christian dove of peace in the background, you have mostly ethnic faces mourning among bomb, uh, bombed buildings. Remember, I and then, and then yeah, it says this is published three months prior to 9 11 attack. So, it describes what the mural is it's a Nazi alien who uses a Muslim saber to stab a dove of peace, which is Christian, oh, okay. and so it's tying it to the yeah, who are mourning bombarded buildings. Morning, the dead from bombarded buildings. Okay, look. So there's a tie. I mean, you could tie it into anything. Like really, artwork. You can make it. That that's not too crazy to me. But I I wanted to make the point that this Nazi soldier mural, the second half of it, the soldier's dead, and the children of all the nations come together over his corpse, and they beat the world's swords. Um, they. They, they, they get rid of that and it, it's like inspired by the bible <laughs> and there's different bible verses that inspired it so like if you just look at the one it looks really like dark and doomsday and apocalyptic but then if you look at the second half of it it like makes sense and it's more of a peaceful thing and that's why it's called the children of the world dream of peace it's actually a very it's not as apocalyptic as you would think Type yeah of thing. and same with the other one there's the other mural it's called in peace and harmony with nature so it sh- shows the earth suffering from exploitation um you know the species are being extinct and they're they have them in like the glass shit yeah. um and people think that that's like you know an, an apocalyptic reference but again the, the, the second half shows children from all the nations like gathering around flowers and trees and peace and like a rejuvenated earth so it kind of like pushes back on that. So it's not as doomsday as you think. It's kind of like a, a whole story. Um, okay. Yeah. Do you remember I talked about the the AUAG symbols and that was like the Australian antigen and it was supposed to be, yep. they, they claim that it's yeah, going to kill people. That actually just stands for gold and silver because uh, Colorado is well known for its gold and silver mines and it has a history with that. So it's kind of just a throwback to the history of Colorado. And then remember the weird alien language shit that I was talking about. Turns out those are just Navajo names for sacred mountains in Colorado. So one, it's once again, it's just a throwback to like uh, significant parts of Colorado's history. I haven't been canceled. So I just, I just, I don't know. That's, that's just some little debunking things here and there that are fair and make this podcast more balanced. Well, I think now is a good time as any to get into the final thoughts. What do you guys yes. think? 
I do believe that there are underground bunkers and or tunnels. There's just numerous amount of evidence and apparently locked doors that no one can get into, which they shouldn't be there, but they are. Uh, we do know the existence of the tunnels have been confirmed because that was open to the public for three days. And public did see this and they witnessed some of the murals on there that were literally painted of gold. Um, can yeah, we confirm the gold, the gold paintings? Yeah. So this is, this was uh, done as an expose by a journalist who ended up publishing us on huh. Thrillist. Uh, yeah. So they end up, it's, it's like a travel journal. And he mentions that the murals down there are by far the best he's ever seen that they're, that they make the ones found in the main airport look like nothing. So yeah, um, we do know that the tunnels exist and yeah, I believe that there are some bunkers down there. Bunkers, secret rooms are just places for someone, whether that be the elite, that be the president or high officials can go to. I do believe they exist. As far as the depiction of demons and stuff, I think that's just a way for the airport to gain more publicity and maybe even more funding. So I think that's smart on their part, as we discussed through their marketing. Yeah, that about does it for me. So, what what the fuck is your final thought? Like, is this a a globalist bunker? Is this Illuminati? Guess, is yeah, this Freemason? I believe that the bunkers there exist. I can't determine whether they're for elitist, the president, or military personnel. What do you think they're for? They're bunkers. Is it just they're, an they're, airport, they're, or is it the is it a fucking underground Nazi base, Illuminati oh, base, reptoid base? Uh, <laughs> Um, no, I don't think there it's for a Nazi base. I do think that there maybe there they are bunkers, whether it's for strategic command centers or post-apocalyptic defenses. I believe that they are there and they do exist. You got two minutes to get off the fence, man. You're killing. That's me. not on the fence. What, what's, what's I believe in the bunkers, the existence of them. <laughs> but what does that mean? I, I don't believe it's just an airport. I believe that there's more to the airport because of the secret fucking bunkers. Okay, so you think there's more to it? That's what I've been saying the entire fucking time. Well, he said it in such a politically correct yeah, way. Yeah, he said it. It's like, yeah, there's something more. I don't know. But... I'll try and uh, more. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was some uh, balancing act there. I can make you a bunker. Can you? <laughs> Let's do it. Start digging, man. Yeah, you got a yard. You bought it. You got property. Or, yeah, we could do it. We'll figure it out. This is for podcast bunker. We'll be like, hey, hey, globalists, we got a bunker. Let us in. Let us. You can have access to our bunker. We will shout you out on this word podcast. <laughs> we'll give you a shout out on the podcast if you let us in to the Denver bunker. That's funny. All right. Um, I'll go next. So okay. I think I think it's just an airport. Sorry. To me, it looks like it's just a fucking... I really think it's cool. Like, I, I like the, you know, the apocalyptic and, like, demonic artwork and stuff. I think that's just... It's just cool to me. It appeals to me. But do I think it ties into anything more than that? No, not really. It's just cool shit. Like, I there's a lot of metal bands that have the same symbology. It doesn't mean that they're fucking controlled by globalists and all this shit. Like, it, it's just it's just cool artwork. 
So, you know, that's all I have to say. I mean, I think it's fucked up that the Lucifer literally killed the guy that made him and he like bled to death and shit. And that's just like a weird story. Well, you're saying that like alive, but it wasn't alive. It just. No, but that's the. Yeah, it just happened. That's what I'm saying. But like you can say it like that's literally what happened. It did kill him. The horse killed him. So that's all I have to say. I don't I think it's a good marketing ploy too. Like I think I like that they ran with it and they have like you know their weird lizard ads and stuff and like the the things like this. I would love to be there for one of those. It's cool. That's it for me. Man, so I am all in like I said earlier on the globalist. Thing. So <laughs> yeah. Here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say. So the 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 horse thing where buddy died complete accident i work in construction people die in construction it happens accidents happen i honestly and like i didn't look into the artwork and all the the demonic or whatever like all that stuff like that stuff wasn't really like it it was important to the to the credence of the story i, I get it but to me that wasn't that wasn't what really sold me on it so to me it was when you started handing out um okay okay well first off this this project went two billion dollars over budget that is a fuck ton of money and then and and you allowed these corporations to have such a say so corporate like the airlines the major airlines and and they let the minor ones have a say in their gates or whatever, but when you're allowing this to happen, you're going to start. It's just, you're going to start letting these companies have such leeway and such runway uh-huh. to. Yeah. Yeah. Pun, pun not intended, but uh, so I don't know, like I work in construction. So to me, I'm thinking when I'm thinking about like, like and I've been a part of major projects like this before, not billion dollar projects, but two, billion dollars like that's such an increase in cost so i just think yeah what do you think yeah well i, I just think that the globalists <laughs> like the global elite sit there and like i don't even really care about the illuminati thing either like i just think my thought process was one i don't trust them and i'm not even mad at them because i'd probably do the same thing but <laughs> if i was a part of it but yeah, I, I don't know. I just I feel like they flex their muscle and design this bunker so that they have their and I think they go there like once a year. It's like, hey, let's part. They're probably there right now. It's what they do over oh, Christmas okay. or okay, something. Okay, so like you that. think you think, uh, like, I I hate the word elites, but let's just say like people with some kind of influence or or contribution. They contributed to the building of something that they could use as like a a backup. In the event of a an apocalypse or a... yeah, you can call it a bunker. I don't even think they use it for that. Like to like a even if it so even if the project ran a billion dollars over budget, which would be enough to be like, oh my goodness, why would why is this project so over budget? Two like, so now they got a billion dollars to build this little hangout spot, and you know, they call it a bunker, and the infrastructure is there, so. I don't know. Like you're telling me that nothing's going on there. I see. 
nothing? I don't know. I'm not buying it. So, yeah, tell me that there's nothing there. Like, something's going... I don't even really care about the Illuminati stuff either. I know they kind of get looped in or lumped into the same thing. I just think that there's some... I think there's something to it where the the high-end people in... Yeah, I don't know. The 1% have something to say in it. Or had something to say in it. They made the little hangout and... They're there. I just <laughs> they're there. Hey, I don't know. I think you're. Uh, that's a good. It's an interesting perspective. I don't. Know. I think there's some there. Like I also just don't trust them. You don't trust it. You know what I mean? Like, it, no, they're just shady people. Like they just do what they want because <laughs> they can. All right. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. And I'm not blaming them. And I'm not even mad. I'm just like I would do the same thing. And they did it to taxpayers' dollars, which is even more brilliant. Which is even more. Or a brilliant. lot of. Even yeah, it's just like a lot of it. I know that they had some. There's obviously some private contributions, but yeah, I don't know. I just something, something's up, man. Something's there, and I just wish that I didn't have to poop so bad when I was there that I could could have checked some stuff out, had boots on the ground, investigated yourself. So also, this is like one week's worth of research. So someone's going to come up and be like, "Oh, well, look at the construction and plans, and this is why," and blah blah blah. Yeah, so, no. Like, I, I get that. Yeah, one star review. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's oh, we are. This is what fair. We do. All right. Well, fuck. Let's yeah. let's uh, roll out of this bitch. Um, also, I mean, like, we can't got a difference of opinion. That's the that's the deal. So yeah, can't all sit on. No, I agree. Not like uh, Envy did, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. All right. Let's uh. Let's. Shout out to Sidestepping the Sun, Canadian rock band that made the intro and outro music to the podcast. Secondly, as always, El Yucateco fucking hot sauce, the best fucking hot sauce you can find. King of flavor. Um, still unofficial sponsor of the podcast, but I'm going to keep shouting them out because I truly love the hot sauce. I use it every day. And I just think if you're out there and you like spicing up your food, you're going to enjoy it too. And I want you to enjoy life. And hot sauce will let you enjoy life more. So fuck yeah. Recommend starting with red. That's I use red the most out of all of them. And it's just a good shit. You know, throw it on your scrambled eggs, put it in your sandwich, put it on your meat. Good fucking shit. So on that note, please, loyal listeners, tag us. With El Yucateco, if you tried the hot sauce and you liked us, you liked it, tag us in it. Let them know how you feel about it. Let them know the Swerve podcast told you about the hot sauce. Furthermore, please follow us on all the social medias. We're literally fucking everywhere. You know, we're on the basic shit. You know, we're on Twitter. We're on fucking Facebook. We're on Instagram. But you know where else we are? We're on fucking LinkedIn. We're on TikTok. We're everywhere. We're on Reddit. It's all good. Find us anywhere. I mean, you need you need a reason to listen to podcasts at work. Just, you know, sauce on through LinkedIn. It's fine. You're at work. You can be on LinkedIn at work. And we're there for you. All of that. Find us on Spotify. Yeah, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You know, there's everything. Tune in. I don't even know what that is. Stitcher. We're there. But we're on it. 
we don't know what it is <laughs> either. Yeah. They said, hey, they said, hey, subscribe for this, and we, we, we kind of just, just or set yourself up, ex- and we we're yeah, there. we just we we're there. Um, we're dirty little <laughs> whores everywhere. I will say, if you want to support this podcast, which I highly recommend you do, because you won't fucking regret it, because it's dope shit, and we're only gonna get better at what we do. You can find us on Patreon. That's the easiest way to support us, Patreon. We have two tiers, super simple. $1 tier, that's going to get you exclusive access to episodes that only Patreons get. We throw out one of those a month. Second tier, slap that ass tier, which so far all of our loyal Patreons have subscribed to. That's our $3 tier. That's going to get you your Patreon-exclusive episodes that we pump out every month. Multiple shoutouts on the podcast, as well as early access to all of our episodes. So you'll get all of the episodes, the post swerve and the regular topic episode on Sunday instead of Wednesday and Friday. So that's dope shit. But I mean, I mean, Patreon say that's too much. That's too big of a commitment. A month to month isn't what you want. You just liked a couple episodes. You like you learned something, you laughed, you licked, you lusted. You can buy us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com. Super simple. We, and we're cheap here at the podcast. You could you could buy the coffee, and we're not even going to go buy a coffee from a fucking corporation. We're going to buy a bunch of beans at discount prices at Bulk Barn, and then we're going to grind them up ourselves. We'll have 30 coffees for the price of one. Thank you. Yeah, and then, yeah, I can stay up late. I can stay up longer. I can do better research, and we can all do that. That's That's how you support the podcast. We get a better podcast that way. If none of that tickles your fancy, you don't have to do anything. No pressure. You could leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be super helpful. That'd be greatly appreciated. But even if that's too much effort, just word of mouth. Spread the word. Spread the message. Get the good vibes out there. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all I can say. Everyone will thank you, too. The message is the message. We're slaying it. Yes. And I mean, I guess with that, thanks for listening. Slap the ass. Slap that ass. Ride the wave.